0: international book writing expert, author, and life coach. And I'm so excited to have Huda Hamid from Singapore with me. Huda is a trainer, speaker, podcaster, and the founder of Fempreneur Secrets, an online community empowering women to lead purposeful online businesses. She started her own entrepreneurship journey at 18 years selling handmade stationery online. At the age of 21, she was approached by local associations to conduct social media marketing courses. By the time she turned 23, she set up her digital marketing agency and started training businesses on the importance of storytelling and digital marketing for maximum growth. Hello, Huda.
1: It's so great to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Esther. It's such a great honor to be on your show. So really happy to see the development since we last spoke. So nice, good effort so far.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Huda. So let's start with the question I always ask. What has been your turning moment in your life?
1: This is a very good question and I think it's a very important um message and story that I want to put across. So when I was 21 years old, I lost my father to cardiac arrest. So my father had a heart attack and he passed on peacefully in the morning um it was a moment of a uh, very deep self reflection for me as well because i've always been the rebellious one in the family <laughs> always trying you know to uh to test my parents patience one way or another um and also at the same time when he passed on uh, he was a i mean he was a great businessman. He was amazing. He ran his uh, construction company uh, from ground up. He picked up the skills that he needed to shape him to be who he was. And um, seeing how he was a very strong role model for me and also a motivator for what I do in my life, having lost that key person in your life, it does take a toll on um, the shape of your life so a couple of uh, circumstances took place some of which uh, were not great um, experiences okay i was um you know i was put in a financial situation together with my family where it was really really bad times for us very dire situation uh, there were moments where i would actually look in my pocket and i would only have 2 dollars left you know in my pocket and i have oh. to like make a decision should i use this 2 dollars for transportation because transportation in singapore is not that cheap actually so $2 for transportation or $2 for a packet of chicken rice. And so I had to make these decisions a couple of times in my life in that period of time. There would be moments where electricity is not even available in our home because the bills were not paid. Or there would be instances where I would actually go hungry like for a few days at a time. And um, you know, seeing this kind of situation, these circumstances, uh, my mom, my mom being the you know, the the partner in name to my father's business, but she didn't know any single business skill, any business knowledge. So when my father passed on, it was a difficult time for her as well. Yeah. Um, so it, was, it wasn't was easy, but we I saw um, my mom working really hard. She, who has been living such a comfortable life, um, taken care of by her husband, now having to go out, find a job, take care of herself and also take care of her daughter who was still schooling at that time. So seeing that I didn't want to add additional burden to my mom, so I dropped out of university. And then, um, you know, one thing led to another, which, which as, you know, in Singapore, if you do not have a degree, it's very hard for you to find a job. So I it was very difficult times for me to find a job. And there were instances and more funny moments, actually, I, I consider it as funny moments. Um, they, You know, like now when I look at it, it's funny moments. I, I would send... Uh, my resume to companies after companies I think I I pretty much sent about thousands resumes over to different companies and I didn't get a single call back mm. so in that kind of situation where you have to make a decision what you want to do in your life and you don't have the means to actually um, you know wait in other words you have to figure out something right so at that moment when I see my mom working so hard, you know, tapping her back when then she come back from home, um, and then you know, trying to, you know, massage herself every now and then. And when I ask her, mommy, are you okay? Do you want you do you want me to get you a cup of drink and things like that? My mom will always just put a really uh, huge smile and say, no, mommy's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. You, you know, um, this is part and parcel of life. So seeing that I didn't want her to go through that life and I didn't want myself to go through that ever again. So I planted a deep seed in my mind, never again. And I started to work hard. I built my own business from ground up. I didn't have resources. As you guys can tell from that story, I didn't have a lot with me. So what I had was my laptop, which was, you know, that's part of school, right? I had a laptop. Um, I had a camera, which was a gift from my mother when my father was still around. And I, I thought, okay, what can I do with this two, you know, equipment? And then I look even further. I actually had an iPhone and iPhone is really very valuable. Okay, very, very valuable. I had an iPad. I didn't need all of those things. I needed money. So what could I do? I approached my then boyfriend, now husband, and asked him, what can I do with all these devices? And he said, you know, iPhone fetches quite a high price. We can sell it and you can get maybe $400. If I take the iPad and I sell it off, you can get another $400. And then we have a camera and we have a laptop. So what can we do with $800, a camera and a laptop? (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> and that was how I started my photo booth company, my photography business. It started off as a photo booth business and then it went on to become a photography business. And then from there, it shaped it to become a video production agency where we are today. And because of my experiences through all of these things, I felt this this you know, need for me to tell this story to other women who want to start their own business. And that's how Fempreneur Secrets got started.
0: You are amazing, Huda. I didn't know that. Thank
1: <laughs> so you. Yeah. How,
0: how did you start with photography? Did you d- take portraits or what did you sell?
1: All right. So when I began a photo booth business, I'm not sure whether you've heard of photo booth before.
0: Um, can you something. explain it? I'm not
1: sure if I know wh- what it is. Okay. So back in, I think sometime in 2013, 2014, there was this craze. Uh, in Singapore, because, um, you know, we are actually quite influenced with the US culture. Uh, So when it comes to uh, to weddings, and when it comes to events, there was a sudden influx of businesses, uh, or, you know, couples actually demanding photo booth. So a photo booth, what it does is that you actually have a photographer standing in front, and uh, you come into a very beautiful backdrop, maybe like flowers and things like that. And the photographer would take a photo and it would be printed on the spot. So that is a photo booth. Yeah. Okay. So that was how I started. I started with that, with the with the camera in my hand, $800 as capital for me to, you know, start the business. Um, Actually not $800, it's even actually $400 because I took $400 to survive. And then a laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's how we started. Yeah. Okay. And
0: how did it? developed to become a digital agency
1: it's really an interesting journey um so from photobooth my first project i will always remember this project is so <laughs> memorable for me um being a, a lady who wears a hijab uh, there are a couple of things that i have to watch myself you know I, i'm a muslim i don't drink i don't go to the bar i don't don't really party as much so when i got that first gig it was in a bar <laughs> it was in a bar <laughs> It was really, really funny. I was in a bar and here I am, the the small little petite girl wearing a hijab, carrying a camera, going into a bar, taking photos. So, you know, that was my first gig. And um, it was really memorable because it was because of that, because of that confidence to step myself forward and bring myself to a level where at that current situation, it was really about survival. I needed that first gig to keep start and I needed the money, right? So I started doing that. Of course, when I went in, I didn't drink a single sip of uh, you know alcohol. I went in, um, I took photos and I think it, I somehow already impressed one of, uh, one of the um, persons who were at the party. So she approached me and then she said, you know what, we are actually having an event coming up and we need a corporate photographer. So she was hey. the first person who asked if you do corporate photography for events. Of course, I jumped on it and I said, yes. <laughs> and I'll think about it later. So there I go, accepting the job. You know, giving out the invoice, I went back home and started to Google, uh, you know, portraits uh, for, I mean, like event, event photo techniques. So that was how I started. And because of her, she referred me to another person, another person, another person. And, um, you know, the, the referrals just keep coming. And then from there, when we did more and more portraits for corporate clients, we ended up doing product photography. We ended up trying to figure out which one is the one that we want. And eventually, we landed on videography when we had that first client to do videography, we were just like, it's swoon, we were over the moon because that really felt like a calling to us. It really felt like that was really what we wanted to do. And then from then on, we started, you know, doing lots of content for social media, for our clients, uh, big names. Actually, we work with Fortune 500 companies uh, for their for, uh, videography needs, for their video content, mm-hmm. as well as live streaming. So that's the journey, I would say. is really remarkable. I wouldn't even imagine uh, that. You know, if I would tell myself my younger self, who's that 21 year old girl figuring things out, I would have not imagined being this way, you know, Mm. in in this future.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. And how did you overcome fear? Because I imagine you had a lot of fear at that time and on the
1: journey. Definitely. I think fear is one of the biggest uh, motivators, for anyone, whether it motivates you to move back or it motivates you to move forward. So as, as the fear itself comes in, um, there's a lot of things that go through my mind when, when I was put in that kind of situation. Um, Number one is that I told myself and reminded myself of that moment where I only had $2 in my pocket and I remember, remember telling myself, never again will I have to feel that way. So I keep telling myself that never get, never again. So that's one of the motivators. And whatever the fear that I had to you know, step forward to speak to a client, to send in that cold email, uh, to pick up the phone, to do cold calls, I will always remind myself never again. So that's one of the key motivators that I have to overcome fears.
0: That's a really amazing picture you have in your pocket with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very memorable indeed. So it is it is not a physical picture, but it is a memory that I would always remember, um, always to you know keep me going forward. And because um, you know, when it, especially in Singapore, we don't talk a lot about homelessness. It's it's not even a topic to talk about because people make this assumption that there's not many homeless people. But you know, when when I actually go through this, I realize that there's a lot of people who need help. And in order for them to move forward in their lives, in order for them to get out of that rut that they are in, um, they really need to understand that there is an avenue out there. So if your circumstances pulls you down, makes you unable to find a job because maybe you only have one uh, one leg instead of two, you're not blessed with both, right? You Maybe perhaps you only have Um, in the ability to hear but I don't have the ability to see that doesn't stop you from actually moving forward and you know holding yourself strong and starting your own business or even running your own enterprise just because you don't have a job or just because you cannot find a job for whatever circumstances that you are in does not stop you from earning an income for yourself and you can always start there. And then later on, if you have the dreams, if you have the mission, you have the purpose, you have the drive, you will be able to turn that into a business where you become the big boss, where you become that person <laughs> who's at the top and you can dictate the kind of future that you want your staff and your employees to actually go through. So I think uh, whenever I think about fear, I would always think about why not rather than you know why I can't do something. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you have someone who comes to you and says, "I don't have nothing as you had, and I don't want to start a business," what what questions do you ask this person?
1: I would, you know, I would just always tell this person who said that, you know, just because you do not have the knowledge does not mean that you can't move forward. Um, so one of the one of these amazing women entrepreneurs that I've encountered in my life, her name is Zai. Uh, she reminded me once uh, where there was this lady who was asking the same question. And she mentioned to her, which really inspired me also at that moment, was that she said, "Um, I can't start a business because um, I I have difficulty understanding English. I have difficulty writing and reading and things like that. So she went on and then she said, okay, you have difficulty writing and reading, that's fine. I think some people actually go through that. Illiteracy is not something to be ashamed of. And then she went on to say, do you have your eyesight? And and the lady went on to say, "Yes. Can you hear?" Yes. Uh, do you have two hands? Yes. Is your hands working? Yes. Do you have two legs? Yes. Can you walk? Yes. Can you run? Yes. So what's stopping you? <laughs> so that's <laughs> that conversation just you know, you know really put me back and I I always tell my women entrepreneurs the same thing. You know, when when I started a fempreneur um before I actually started Fempreneur, I had some women who actually tell me the, the same thing. They said, you can do it because you have all the resources, you have all the experience, you have a husband, you have a bank account, you have this, you have that. That's what they said. So I'm going against to the other spectrum where people say, I have everything. That's mm-hmm. why I can start another business. So I proved them wrong by starting Fanpreneur Secrets with $0. I crowdfunded the capital I needed to run the business, right? It's not a lot of money, but I raised $2,000 for me to register the business, for me to do a photo shoot. The photos that you see on my website, they are all done from that. And then for me to also start marketing to reach out to my first few clients. Yeah, so that's exactly the kind of things that you can do when you want to start a business. You don't have to question. You just have to think, what can I do with the available resources that I have? So if you're home, if you take a look in your own home, you have electricity, you have the power of the internet, you have a laptop, you can pretty, st- pretty much start anything. There's nothing holding you back except mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, so that's something that I, I feel that's very necessary for anyone who wants to start a business or anything for that matter.
0: You are so great, Huda. <laughs> love it. Thanks. Huda, you created Fempreneur Secrets. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Sure. So at Fempreneur Secrets, I started this out as a podcast because I felt that I had so much knowledge to share. I really had a lot of experience. I made a lot of mistakes. I lost a lot of money. I lost a lot of friends. And then during this whole journey of running a business, I also encountered the things that makes us women and the things that helps us to survive in the world because we are women. So that's the kind of things that I want to see in the future for the world. I have this vision and a mission um, in a way for, for me to see a world where women have unrestricted and equal access to business education. And it's affordable where everyone can pass it down to their next of kin. So this is like the future that I have. I find that business is a survival skill. And that's also the reason why I set up Fanpreneur Secrets as, an, as a company where we can educate and empower women to start and build their own businesses. So right now at Fempreneur Secrets, we are currently having a launch. We Number one, we are relaunching our podcast. We are opening season number four with so many amazing things, so many amazing women that we have interviewed as well. So um, yeah, if you want to check that out, you can definitely search for Fempreneur Secrets podcast. And then on top of that, the other things that we're working on right now is that we have a visibility accelerator mastermind where women entrepreneurs can sign up. They can you know pull themselves into this um, this mastermind to push themselves to a level where they are confident and they can go online to lead their business. I mean, enough already about trying to hide behind a logo. It's time for you to come forward and for you to really show to the world who you are and what you are made of. Because this is the thing that's going to encourage people to buy from you. They want to see who you are. They want to hear how you sound. They want to see how you look. And and these are the kind of things that will encourage more sales and more coming in. And because we have a five help one model, so for every five women who invest in themselves, we will sponsor the seed to our Rising Fempreneur Beneficiary Program to one women from low income families, so they can start their own business, Aww. and you know at that the same lie. time to yeah exactly that to make sure that they don't go through the rut that I went through in my life as well, mm. so they can actually survive in this world, and so can their children. So this is the mission that we have. And we're really looking forward to bring this forth. Um, It's coming up really, really soon. So if you want to learn more about this, you can go on over to fanpreneurssecrets.com forward slash apply.
0: Super. So someone comes to you and says, a woman, she wants to open up a business. What are the three most important steps you have to do? What do you tell her?
1: So first of all, I think it's very important. If she has a full-time job, We want to tell her to keep it. Don't leave your job. (laughs) Like really hold on, okay? Because one thing I don't like about the marketing world is that there are a lot of coaches, marketing gurus, most of them are men, who tell you if you enjoy something, you're very passionate about it, just, you know, quit your job and fire your boss. It's not the right time. Okay, my friends, it's not the right time. Not because of the pandemic, but because if you leave your job in a hurry, there are people in your lives that needs your support. Okay, if you're taking care of your partner, you're taking care of your children, you're taking care of your neighbours, your community, these people need you. And if you don't have that income, what happens to them? Right? That's one of the things that you've got to think about. And even so, if you're not supporting anyone, you need to support yourself. You need to pay bills. So if you have that burning desire to quit your job because you hate your boss, which I think a lot of us actually go through, uh, I want you to just take a deep breath and hold on. Okay, just hold on for a while more while you build your business. Do not quit your job in a hurry. You will really, really feel the burn later on when you are trying to build your business. So first step, don't quit your job, but work on your business idea. Okay, so the second thing that you need to do is you need to ask who is willing to buy your products or your services. Don't just um, you know, come into the business or try to set up a business and then you know, like start spending thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars manufacturing your product without first asking who's willing to buy. Because that's one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs think that their ideas are brilliant. A lot of entrepreneurs also think that their ideas are what people will buy. So the mistake actually that a lot of entrepreneurs make is that they think if they produce something good, people will buy. But that's not true. You still need to ask who your ideal customers are. You still need to go and have a conversation with them and see whether they are willing to buy your product or not in the first place. And for all we know, the product that we are trying to create is not what they want or not what they need. Hmm. So therefore, they are not going to be willing to pay. And there you go. You've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars with you know like unlimited inventories in your home that's not going to be pushed and not going to be sold. That's, that's exactly where you're going to lose your money. So don't do that. Okay? So you're going to start your business first by asking who is willing to buy. And then the third thing that you want to do then is to question yourself. How much are you willing to go in your business? Your purpose in running this business? What's the real mission behind this business? Are you doing this because you just hate your boss? <laughs> you just hate your job mm-hmm. or you know for the love of god if you really really don't like what you're doing in your in your life like in your you know in your business and even if you have uh, had another business before this and you really hated it then you've got to think a lot about the real reason behind why you want to run your business now there's a key difference between men and women when we run our business men run their business be- most of the time to hit the bottom dollar to really be focused on the money, the dollars and the cents. And they want to build a business where there's money coming in so that they can hire more people to you know, produce more things so that they can make even more money. Okay, but for women, our mission and our purpose of starting a business is often driven by different things, which is we want to see a great future in the lives of our, our children, for example. Or we want to see our community bloom and grow so that you know, they don't have to go through whatever they are, that they are going through right now. Or even sometimes, you know, women actually start businesses because they look back in their families and they see that, okay, so my family is going through, maybe um, they're going through a situation where they cannot control their food intake. They're always eating junk food, for example. So, you know, that inspires you. And you want to stop families from making this bad decision and, you know, have a repercussion on their lives. So this mission, these things that we have in, as a women, when we start our business, these are all compassionate values that is already built in us as part of our DNA. It is part of who we are. But if we blend the feminine aspect where we are compassionate with the traits and the knowledge that the men have, the masculine aspect of running a business to make it into a profiting business, put the two together, I tell you, we are going to be superpower business owners, right? So... Those three things are much more valuable than any other tips that you probably have heard before, because no one is going to tell you to not quit your job to start a business. I am going to tell you that because I have gone through the pain of actually leaving my job to start a business. There were moments where I actually had to, you know, take part-time job to survive. And then after that, I went on to become like a full-time geek for a while so that I can, you know, sustain myself. And when I quit, because I was like, no, I think I, I can only be a boss. I cannot be someone else's employee. I struggled for a good six months trying to figure things out for myself financially. So there again, I went, I was, you know, like pull, I pulled myself back down into that position where I was just struggling again. And I, if you recall back my $2 story, I said never again. And I put myself back in that situation. So don't go through that don't go through that <laughs> you don't you can avoid all of these things it's just a matter of decision making and making uh, smart choices before you actually start your own business
0: yep great Huda. wonderful advice <clears throat> i'm just curious you said before a little bit fur- further back uh, you lost uh, also friends why did you lose friends is there a special reason
1: um i would say that I lose friends in business more than actually, you know, losing friends in my life. Uh, friends in business, it's, it's kind of like the industry that you're in. Um, sometimes, you know, like um, ideas can be taken away from you. Um, you know, and, and sometimes people think that you are copying them, but actually no. <laughs> and, you know, and likewise, and sometimes also at the same time, uh, people think that they are better than you. So they, they can't associate with you but uh one thing interesting is that when you make it in life when you achieve success in life to a level of success where your community regards that as success as well these people will come running back to you and they they try to make friends with you again so you know it's it's an important thing for us to also think about the kind of people that we want in our lives because there's a saying that the best five people around you makes you so you've got to choose wisely who you want in your life and not just any friends or anybody in your life. So you be mindful about that as well when you are going through life. Not, it doesn't matter if you're going through business. It's about going through life and making that choice of who you should be hanging out with.
0: Mm, great. Growing mm-hmm. means also paying attention to the people we surround ourselves with. Huh? Right. Yes,
1: exactly that.
0: So, Huda, you told us already where we can reach you. So it's your website or your podcast, Fempreneur Secrets, right? So just one last advice for
1: our audience. Okay, sure. So my word of advice, my final word of advice for anyone is that you want to continue and keep learning and keep believing in yourself. Because the world needs an inspiration just like you. They're just waiting for you to come forward and keep the change or be the change that you want to see in the world, okay? So Mm -hmm. don't hold back. You have it in you to achieve success.
0: Beautiful, Huda. Thank you so much
1: for sharing all this. You're most welcome. I really appreciate having this conversation with you too, Esther.